I'm Manjula Manekandan, a PhD student based in the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland and a corresponding author of the review published recently in the Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. On behalf of our review team, myself and Ms. Eva Wall are presenting a podcast on health service use among adults with cerebral palsy, a mixed method systematic review. I am Eva Wall, a member of the Patient and Public Involvement Panel for this research. I have lived experience of cerebral palsy living with spastic diplegia myself. Cerebral palsy is a lifelong physical disability, the most common motor disorder in children, yet approximately 90% of kids with CP survive to at least 19 years of age, meaning many people living with CP are adults. Studies among adults with CP have shown an increased risk of non-communicable diseases, as well as pain, fatigue and mobility decline with age, compared to adults without CP. As adults, we face challenges in accessing health services. However, there is no systematic review on health service use among adults with CP. Therefore, the review aims to describe the proportion and frequency of health service use among adults with CP, to examine factors associated with health service use, and then to explore the experiences of health services from the perspective of adults with CP, their caregivers and service providers. We included observational, qualitative and mixed method studies that examined health service use among adults with CP. We also included studies that explored experiences from three different perspectives. We searched studies that were published in five different databases. Two independent reviewers were involved in screening, data extraction and quality appraisal. The quality appraisal for both qualitative and quantitative studies were conducted using Joanna Brigg Institute appraisal tools. Where possible, we conducted a random FX meta-analysis to firstly pool the proportion of people who use health services and then pool the incidence rate of visits for each health services. Where this was not possible to pool data variation, we reported them descriptively. We analyzed the qualitative data using the Joanna Brigg Institute meta-aggregation approach where two reviewers were involved in identifying the findings and codes, the codes were grouped into categories and the themes were identified through discussion with the review team. The quantitative and qualitative findings were integrated using a convergence aggregated approach and mapped to the Anderson and Newman model of healthcare utilization, which includes characteristics such as environment, population and outcomes that can be associated with health service use behavior. The five database search located 26,944 records after removal of duplicates, 18,893 title and abstracts were screened resulting in 119 full-text articles being screened for eligibility. Of these, 57 articles were included in the review. We identified 31 quantitative studies and 26 qualitative studies. From all these studies, there were 14,300 adults with CP. The reported mean age ranged between 18 to 48 years and the reported female participants ranged from 33 to 100%. The pooled analysis of four studies indicated that 84% of adults visited general practitioner at least once over a 12-month period. The pooled rate of GP or physician visits were 404 visits per 100 person years. The other common medical and rehabilitation services pooled analysis indicated that 33% of adults visited hospital at least once over a 12-month period. The pooled rate of hospital admissions were 67 hospital admissions per 100 person years. 
Polled analysis of three studies indicated that 28% of adults visited emergency department at least once over a 12-month period. The incidence rate for emergency department visits were 81 visits per 100 person years. Pooled analysis of four studies indicated that 11% of adults visited neurologist at least once over a 12-month period. 65% of adults visited dentist, 22% of adults visited rehabilitation specialist, 44% of adults visited physiotherapist, 27% of adults visited an occupational therapist, and 16% of adults visited speech therapist or speech pathologist at least once over a 12-month period. We identified nine studies that reported factors that were associated with health service use. Factors that reported both positive and negative associations were GM of CS level and age of adults with CP. Studies that reported positive associations to health services were female, those on epilepsy medications, quadriplegia, those on public support system, pain, difficulties in three or more activities of daily living and other health conditions. Factors that were negatively associated were people with at least one cognitive limitation, ethnic minority and severely limited hand function. We identified six themes from the 26 qualitative studies. The first theme, which we called transition challenges, described the sudden transition from paediatric to adult services as described by the following quote. The word abandonment is exactly how I feel. I feel like they just took us and threw us out there to an adult provider. This theme highlighted that during this transition process, finding access to appropriately trained providers to meet their needs was challenging for both adults and their caregivers. Lack of information and coordination of care caused the transition to be even more challenging for adults with CP. The second theme, which we called caregivers' roles and responsibilities, described the collaborative roles and responsibilities of people who supported adults with CP, as stated by the following quote. I learned that she has one advocate. She has no one's voice but mine, and if I don't get loud and don't act boldly on her behalf, no one will. You need to trust your gut as a caregiver and a mom. The majority of time, primary caregivers advocated for adults' care needs as they understood their needs and acted on the adults' best interest. This usually involved working in partnership with the healthcare staff, which was both a positive and negative experience for caregivers. The third theme, needs associated with aging, identified a lack of awareness about aging in people with CP, as described by the following quote. And the doctors don't have a clue, so I guess as far as aging with CP, it would help if somebody could say, this is aging with CP, and this is what's not. This theme highlighted a need for adaptations and future services to address the gap in knowledge of the needs of adults aging with CP. The fourth theme, access as the ability to access services, identified physical, transportation and financial barriers in accessing services as described by the following quote. How many physicians have accessible mammogram machines? You are in a wheelchair and they make you stand up. You've got cerebral palsy. You can hardly hold on. Let alone keep your breasts still. So even though you have insurance and access, you don't have access to appropriate care. You don't have access to a high-low examining table. So you are too frightened to get a pap because you feel you are going to fall off the table. This theme also highlighted that for some people with speech impairments, lack of communication aids acted as a barrier to accessing these services. The fifth theme, which we call 
Knowledge and experience impacting care relationships and service provision. Identified service provider's knowledge and experience of CP or disability as stated by the following quote. The thing is too, I think they see people in a wheelchair and they immediately think that they don't have a brain. The lack of knowledge impacted how adults were being seen or heard by service providers in their interaction, resulting in a need for self-advocacy as stated by the following quote. But what's urgent to you and what's urgent to them don't often meet. So you have to fight, fight, fight. The sixth theme, health system challenges, identified system level challenges from mismatch between the availability of services, adults needs and expectations. This theme highlighted fragmented services with lack of continuity of care within adult services as described by the following quote. Well, you go to the doctor one time, you see him for two months, and then he ships somewhere else. You don't know who you will see. He doesn't know you from beans. And that's the biggest problem. When mapped, both quantitative and qualitative findings to the Anderson and Newman model of healthcare utilization, we identified associations between the environment, population characteristics, and outcomes to adults' use of health services. The positive associations to health service use are shown in green arrows, and negative associations are shown in red arrows. The environment factors negatively impacted use of health services and outcomes. The population characteristics impacted both positively and negatively to health service use. To conclude, there was large variation in the polled analysis of services with as little as 11% of adults accessing neurology services to as high as 84% accessing GP services. Similarly, the incidence rate varied from as few as 67 hospital admissions to 404 GP visits per 100 person years. Range of challenges in accessing and providing health services were identified for adults with CP. These included issues with accessibility, caregivers' involvement, health workers' expertise, aging needs, health system and transition challenges. The integration highlighted limited availability and inequitable access to services. Although we attempted to do meta-analysis, we did identify high statistical heterogeneity in the pooled analysis and we were unable to pool several studies. Also, only two qualitative studies looked at service providers' perspective. There is a need for more research on consistent examination of the factors associated with health service use and more qualitative studies in identifying suitable models of care from the perspective of both service users and service providers. There is also a need to develop clear care pathways and resources to improve accessibility for adults with CP. We invite you to read the manuscript for further information of our results and interpretation. Please feel free to contact us with any questions. Thank you. Thank you.